0: Welcome to the Style Stories Podcast, the podcast about style, image and fashion. With me, your host, personal stylist, Lisa Gilby. Today's episode is focused around finding confidence in the workplace, because obviously it's not just what you wear to work, that gives you confidence. It's what you project and how you feel and what you say at work as well. It's a whole package. So I asked Annalisa Pesa, who is a coach for leaders and she's an ex international lawyer and used to head up Morgan Stanley Law in Italy for 10 years. So she really has lived that life and now she coaches people who work in a corporate and high powered environment and also people in leadership as well. She's Italian as well and absolutely passionate about Enjoying clothes and getting joy from clothes and wearing what you love and being unapologetically fashionable. We had a great discussion today around how some people still have the limiting belief that you can't wear nice clothes and be into style and be taken seriously, or you know, it immediately makes you unintelligent if you're interested in fashion it's face value it's self-absorbed all these kinds of negative beliefs so we really delve into that today and it was great to discuss it and get a different perspective with someone who's been so successful in the corporate world and now helps people in the corporate world and loves her fashion at the same time we also discussed how what you wear is a really important part of self-care and there is nothing frivolous about that i hope you enjoyed today's show and today on the podcast, I'm delighted to have Annalise Pacer. Annalise is a leadership coach. She also headed up Morgan Stanley and she's been a lawyer in leading law firms. As always, I'm going to let Annalise introduce herself and explain that in her own words. But the reason I've asked Annalise on today for this discussion is that I help people to look confident in their jobs, at work and in life. And Annalise helps people to feel confident in our capacity as a coach from the inside because obviously style is external but it all starts from the inside and as a whole package it's really important to have it all tied together but also lots of my while I still I share lots of fashion advice on this podcast that is universal most of my in-person clients are actually um, professionals I get a lot of lawyers people who you know bankers people like that leadership people high level professionals and you help people, Annalise, I'll ask you in a second to introduce yourself quickly, to really make it and thrive in the corporate world and to feel confident from within. So I'm doing it from the outside. So I just thought it'd be useful to
1: have this discussion today. So welcome. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Now, thank you uh, for inviting me. I'm absolutely honoured to be here. And I, I really um, would absolutely um, love to talk about this subject I'm very passionate about um, confidence I'm also passionate about fashion being Italian Um, and you know having lived in an environment where you know people look after themselves Uh, but yeah like you introduced me correctly I was an international banking and finance lawyer so I worked for magic circle law firm, like Clifford Chance and Inclators. Mm. Um, and then I was the head of legal for Morgan Stanley Italy for about 10 years. And then about 10 years ago, I decided I wanted to wear another hat. So I qualified with, as an executive coach. Um, and I have studied positive psychology through mindful coaching, um, agile team coaching, and stress management and resilience. And I help lawyers and professionals to sharpen their leadership skills so that they can have, um, high performing teams. And when I start working with them, I always really start from self-leadership, which is a city to lead yourself and to lead your life. And the cornerstone of self-leadership is self-care. Now, self-care has no. become a buzzword. Uh, recently with you know let's let's look after ourselves but in fact self care is a very holistic approach to life and it basically relates to looking after our body our mind our spiritual health and our emotional health so it means yes nourish ourselves and sleep and drink well and do exercise but also means looking our um, our limiting belief at how we manage our stress, at how we actually pursue activities that are meaningful, that gives us meaning, and also how we manage our emotion, how we bring positive emotion into our life, and how we deal with negative emotion. All of this, and it's a lot, is self care. Yeah,
0: I was going to kick off with asking you actually about
1: this sort of, you know,
0: how people manage in the corporate world these days with confidence because it is a rough well not rough but it's it's you know it's high paid it's high powered mm-hmm. the demands are high if, if even especially if you're in a leadership position mm-hmm. in the corporate world mm-hmm. self care is something like you say it's like a bit of a buzzword and some people think oh it means a bubble bath mm-hmm. I'll just have a bubble bath that's a bit of self care It's actually loads more. It goes much deeper than that. And like you said, leading yourself is a cornerstone of coaching, isn't it? And helping people to be good leaders because until you're able to really look after yourself and lead yourself, you can't be then an influencer at work and create a safe emotional environment which, which helps people to thrive at work. So, you know, this is what I want to get to today and why I wanted this discussion because I help lots of people in the corporate world with what they wear. Yeah, What sorts of things do they come to you? What, what are they struggling with? Is it mostly stress? Is it yeah. the whole the demand culture that, that we're in? You know, I think we work long hours in the UK as yeah. well. I'm sure yeah. probably in all across Europe and now in America as well, yeah. you know, yeah. law firms. The hours are absolutely brutal. So what sorts of things do they really struggle with and how do you help them?
1: Well, they struggle with lack of time, uh, pressure, high workload. um, And the workload is not just, you know, easy, it's complex. Uh, So there is a lot of intellectual stimulation. So there is a lot of stress going on and and not enough recovery. Uh, They struggle with, you know, sort of like performance so there is a culture of competition very often um, of who's Mm -hmm. doing you know the best and who is better than who so there is a lot there so there is a lot of pressure and there is a constant um, push to to do more but the problem is that if we do not insert looking after ourselves from all those four points of view that I mentioned earlier, we are likely to burn out or if we don't burn out, we are really, really stressed and actually we can have an impact on the team and not making our firm, our team to actually perform at their best because at some point no one wants to be with someone that is always stressed and always under the wire and always about to explode because all this pressure doesn't make us have the best communication and the best relationship. And, you know, if we think about positive psychology, which is the part of psychology that looks at thriving and developing potential and flourishing, positive psychology looks at relationship, communication, positive emotion, flow at work, um, and looking at um, reaching goals and having uh, purpose, um, goals and meaning in our life, and all of these cannot be uh, sort of like managed without first starting from ourselves. So intentionally understanding what is it that we need to look after ourselves, so then actually we can be, we can be. Um, reaching goals that we can be managing teams and being at our best to perform. There's been actually studies that have shown links between self-care and self-discipline. So the more you look after yourself, the more you manage your time, you are assertive for your own needs, do some self-reflection, the more actually you are able to crucial goals that are in a, aligned with your strength, your values, and your desire. And once you have accomplished those goals, you feel more confident, right? You feel more self-assured. Hence, it's easier then to continue to look after yourself. So it's a vicious cycle. This is something I talk about a lot on the podcast. Again, it's about learning about yourself.
0: Knowledge is power, particularly about yourself. So, when you learn your own values, you know, we are going to be talking about style in a second. We are going to be talking a lot about fashion. But, you know, it's once you, if you know your values and you are clear on your boundaries and all these kinds of things, and you get that clarity, you can then be more authentically yourself which means you can then be more confident. And in a corporate workplace, I think that's probably really, really important. I mean, what what are the traits of successful people? Because I, personally, I struggle with anxiety. And I used to work in corporate years ago. And I found it really quite a difficult. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't in the right job. So that doesn't help. You know, you're a certain person, aren't you, who some people thrive in that environment others corporate is just not for them but you know I really struggled with feeling anxious a lot so you know public speaking and all that kind of stuff yeah really hard so how what's what are good ways to deal with stress like if you're in a
1: really high pressure environment well you know this is a this is a very complex issue and you know we need another podcast to do (laughs) this but I think again, I go back and I don't want to sound a broken record, but I go back to what do I do during the day, okay, to have sustainable things that make me look after myself from a physical, mental, spiritual, and emotional way. So to me, stress means pressure. Okay, and I react to stress in a proactive way. So if I, I, if I'm reactive to stress, means that stress basically oppresses me. But if I respond to stress, respond is you know responsibility, the ability to respond. That means I'm better in control of the situation. Maybe I'm not in control of everything, but as much as I can. I can have an impact of what's happening around me. So for example, I can put boundaries or I can say I'm going to have lunch outside rather than my desk or I have 10 minutes to chat with a friend or have lunch with a friend. So cultivate all those things that for policy, positive psychology are important pillars for well-being. Um, for example, being uh, trying to be to bring positive emotion like gratitude or altruism in the workplace. These are all things that help us with stress. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so this, you know, I mean, the subject of stress is very wide. Yeah. You know, it's a lot to talk about. But I think if we have, for example, during the day, two or three times a day, In the morning at lunchtime and in the evening where we have some self-reflection and do something for ourselves it can be 15 minutes yoga it can be lunch outside in the sun it can be journaling or doing some gratitude exercise in the evening or like going for a run with a friend so that we have the relation as well as the exercise um, you know, all these things help us because we carve some time for our well-being. And this is really important. So we become more resilient uh, to stress. So right. we, we basically, I mean, to really say this in, in a nutshell, to actually carve out some time for the things that make us feel good and regenerate us. That's yeah. so important
0: yeah totally i mean this is definitely something that what you know all this talk wasn't around when i worked in corporate 20 years ago it was a very different landscape yeah so good. Right. You know, i mean thank goodness you know now you know people have this the positive mindset and they understand about self-care and looking after yourself so you can then shine like you're supposed to you know because that helps you so you know obviously the, all of this is so so important because I as I've said I dress people who work in these sorts of roles but you can't just say put on this dress and then you'll be super confident full stop it is it, there's a lot more to it
1: yeah i mean what you do is actually announce the feature you know and it's it's a great place to start to kick start you know the process um so by dressing with your body type and putting certain vibrant colors you feel better mm. um but at the same time you have to obviously that's not enough they've got to do they've got to do more and and basically the dress is a container for our body so if we are for example we've got a nice dress and maybe we kickstart our fitness routine because oh you know this dress looks me makes me feel nice Mm. um, and attractive. So I want to do more. So I'm going to start exercising or I'm going to start eating better and sleeping better. I'm going to look after myself better. So, you know, by helping them to look better, you know, you can kickstart an internal process. I mean, let's remember that the Latin used to say mens sana in corpore sano, which means healthy mind in healthy body so the two things are connected you know we we have to look after both
0: yeah definitely it's so important i just wanted to ask you actually what made you go into law in the first place what was it that drew you into a career in law
1: um that's a good question i mean (laughs) i was too young to make a proper decision i really wanted to be a psychologist but my mom is in is is a lawyer basically as an, is a an notary which is like a sort of lawyer in Italy and my my, and my dad uh, is a doctor so it was almost expected that I was going to do one or the other however when i started studying law i got really passionate about criminal law and the mind the gain of why people do certain things um and you know like all the all the psychological sort of like aspects of crimes and things like that but then I decided to come abroad in London where the best way for me was to actually specialize in banking law to be an international lawyer so that I could actually travel more and have a more sort of like international career so it was a bit sort of like by chance it wasn't intentional right and in fact now I'm I went back into not criminal law, but I went back into understanding the mind-body connection and help people to sort of like be, you know, more confident and more performing at work. So I went back into where I wanted to be, but it's been amazing to be a lawyer. I think it's been a a wonderful experience from an intellectual perspective, a human perspective. incredible challenging but at the same time incredibly um expansive for growth for growth yeah. yeah I mean the thing
0: is now you know you've lived the life so you you're advising lawyers and you know people who have been in that corporate world now from a coaching perspective but you've a- actually lived that life you know and I, I've I've got a corporate background from years years ago I spent 10 years in banking and that that world so you know and I'm now dressing people that work in that world so it's sort of you know we've both sort of gone yeah a bit full circle but we understand yes where you know how it is so what sort of did you power dress when you were in those days what what was your kind of
1: yes (laughs) I have to say you know if some of my colleagues listens to this they will remember me being always quite I have to say I was for me dressing well Especially, you know, in those days where there was, there was, a, they started to introduce the casual days at that time about, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But before it was suit and super corporate, the super elegant. And, you know, I come from Italy where, to be honest, it's very difficult to see people that are dressed badly. Everyone is very attentive to their style and fashion. Um, so, yes, I used to dress quite elegantly, but I always had a twist of, you know, because I am not a classic uh, sort of like a corporate person, I always had a bit of a twist of something a bit different, but you have to look uh, at the part and you have to dress in the context, of course. But yeah, I had a, a bit of like, I I could be serious, but I always had an element of of fun in my in my style. So you're not completely traditional because we're talking of. So you're of Italian, like you say, and um,
0: I see Italian style as sort close to the French because in a, in the way yes. it's very classic and polished. Yes, yes. I think the French have quite a lot of rules. They're sort of they're sort of um, quite traditional in what they expect people to wear. Yes. Do you, do, do you know what I mean? And I think maybe the Italians
1: have more flair in that way I don't know I'm generalizing here completely generalizing. Yeah, yeah, of course I mean style is a very personal thing I mean certainly I've lived here for oh my god too many years um and in fact what I'm wearing at the moment is um a shirt by an English designer called uh, Celia Berthwell oh yes yes and uh, I had this uh, shirt for many years one of my favorites and, uh, you know, I love mixing up a bit of like designer, a bit of high suite. And, um, I don't dress as much these days because I mainly work from home as a coach, uh, online, uh, although sometimes I go and see my clients and I do workshop live, and so I don't dress as much as I want. Um, but, um, and you know, you can find me a lot in sweaty, petty these days. But, you know, I always love to, you know, to me, fashion is as a big part of my life and I love it. And yeah, uh, and I think we, you know, even people that didn't uh, grow up in a family where fashion was important, like, for example, in my family, my mom has always been very attentive to fashion, a little bit also flamboyant and original in her fashion. And if you're not used to that, so if you grew up in a family where fashion wasn't important, you may think that it's not important. And that's why your work is so fundamental to make people understand that it's important to look after yourself also from a fashion perspective. Well, people definitely think that, not, you know, a lot of
0: people, not all people, but a lot of people in a work envir- environment, particularly in a corporate, serious Traditional work environment. Yeah, it's thought of as you can't be intellectual and wear really nice clothes and be fashionable. Do you know what I mean? There's a bit of a bimbo tag attached to it. Oh yes, like, Absolutely. you know, yeah. people, and it, it it does drive me mad. So it's as if you can't really look nice yeah. and be a high powered lawyer. What do you yeah. um, what do you think about that?
1: Well, I'm not gonna start talking about patriarchy because this is another subject. Right. But you know, like there is this assumption that if a woman dresses nice and you know she's attractive, and all of a sudden she's a bimbo, she's silly, or she's not clever. And I think this is excuse my I I don't want to say the word bimbo, yeah, but it's a it's a silly a collective limiting belief and, um, we are proving, uh, that is not true. Right. And there are so many women out there that are attractive. They dress well, they are confident and they're incredibly, incredible trailblazer and they are changing, uh, the industries, you know, so obviously. But, some, but someone said to
0: you recently, because you look nice yeah. you're at a event, and they said they were surprised that you are intelligent.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I, I, I know that some people still think like that. But I think, you know, it's the evidence. Um, you know, I hope I look and I dress the part and I, and I, and I look good. But at the same time, you know, like what I've done in my life, my career, the results that I've reached, uh, and you know, like I'm, I'm still, I have a lot to learn and, I, you know, I haven't arrived in the slightest and I've got a lot to learn and I, a lot to grow, but shows, and like many other women, that that's not the case. And it's the same for you, right? It is, it is. And it's just, it's, you know,
0: the, this feeling and this thought that it's a frivolous thing Yeah. But I mean, also, we've got the the added thing now of, you know, consumerism, we've had 40 years of consuming and um, fast fashion and, you know, all that that kind of side of it, which is, you know, something that we have to be aware of, and we have to be more mindful. But it's, you know, it's not about that. It's not about, you know, people look at it as a kind of self obsessed
1: pursuit in a
0: way if you're interested in
1: yes i i I want to actually clarify something one thing is to look after yourself physically
0: Mm.
1: although it's not enough you've got to look about your look after your mind your emotion we said your spirituality all those things but one thing is look after yourself physically and dressing well one thing is being compulsive in buying clothes all the time actually it's almost like a compulsion it's almost a pathology because obviously when we buy something new we've got a hit of dopamine okay so you know we buy something hit of dopamine then it ends up in our wardrobe and that's not what we're talking about you know we're not talking about fast fashion and consuming a lot and being unkind to our environment as I said I had this shirt for maybe 15 years it's still amazing yeah um you know so it's also about understanding okay maybe there are some things that i need to change other things that i can recycle uh, stuff that i had before that i can match and mix in a different way you know it doesn't mean going out there and spend like a lunatic you know that's not what we're talking about we're talking about you know trying to dress in the most um, appropriate way for the situation in a way that makes us feel comfortable. It has to be comfortable, of course, and makes us feel more confident. I mean, the thing is, at work as well now, it's
0: it's become more of a minefield for people dressing for work, I'm talking about now, because you can bring yourself to the office more. So you can, you know, when you worked in corporate before, you you, you would put a suit on, and it was quite easy to put a suit on I know you added, you know, some accessories and stuff to personalise it, but those days have have gone now and you sort of, you wear sort of smart separates. Yeah, I used to to actually wear loads of dresses as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, that sort of like tailored dress was very much a a boardroom staple. So people would wear the sort of Roland Moray style tailored dress. And I was just talking on the podcast last week, um about the the new series of The Apprentice that's that's come out in the UK. And the girls in the Apprentice are still wearing the same clothes that they wore 18 years ago. Not the actual same clothes, but the same style of clothes. It's that really sort of dated yeah. boardroom look. But what the point I'm trying to make is, you know, it's about if you get to know yourself in all ways, so in all ways in life. So you know like you say you get to know your values you get to know your boundaries you understand these things that light you up you know all of these things but in a fashion sense you learn about what you like what you don't like just take some time to do that then you will shop in a more mindful successful way and consume less absolutely absolutely Because if you don't get that clarity, then you might be, you know, inclined to like just buy things because you don't really know what you're doing. And, you know, and everyone needs your help. Exactly. That's exactly (laughs) what I need. Need my help. But people don't take a step back, really. They don't take a step back and think, what is it that I want to wear? How do I want to project myself at work? You know, I want to feel confident at work, but it's good to look confident at work as well and it's a competitive world isn't it
1: so yeah all right you know, stepping back and self-reflection I believe especially in today's world that is a VUCA word volatility uncertainty complexity and ambiguity it's essential right yeah to, to reflect and just you know and also
0: to reflect quite regularly as well you know absolutely yeah well like just do it in January and then you know, not do it again for two years or whatever, kind of, you know, take time because we're yeah. evolving so much all the time
1: that it, it makes sense to do that. Yeah, but, but that's, why, that's why, you know, it's a good idea to hire a coach as well, <laughs> you know. It,
0: well, it, it absolutely is. And, um, you know, I I've used coaches in my business and it definitely has helped me to open my mind to things because we get so caught in ruts you know of what we believe like you know the the belief thing the limiting belief that we talked about you know people just assuming because you you're interested in clothes and you're attractive or whatever that you're not intelligent and you you know what does the what does the head of the law firm at Morgan Stanley look like in someone's mind
1: did you know I mean yeah, actually, my boss. Um, I had two bosses, a man and a woman. And the man was a little bit older. The woman was. Um, she actually tried, you know, you know, and she was dressing nicely. Uh, I have to say, there was a culture of uh, dressing well, and I hope I contributed as well to raise the bar. You know, when the Italian came, uh, but it was an environment where people were were dressing relatively well. I have to say. Yeah, that's good. So what do you think of British style, Annalise? Do you think I love it? You know, I love to, it's it's a bit different from Italian style, but, you know, it's a bit more original. I mean, we, we tend to have more structured clothes, like more sort of like uh, stuff that it's more um, body-shaped and and things like that, where sometimes here there it's a bit more like a uh, long skirt and, you know, a bit more sort of like... Um, uh airy you know in a way a bit, boho, a bit eclectic, eclectic you know more eclectic a bit more yeah
0: yeah i mean i, I love it whenever i go to italy or anything I, i'm amazed at like
1: how smart everyone is it does stand out i'm just like wow it is it is true i mean sometimes uh it's even too much i mean people go to the supermarket and they're dressed like they're going you know for a <laughs> I don't know, for El dinner or something. So, yeah, I mean, I, I've been influenced by the culture. And, I mean, if you think about it, all the the most, uh, you know, the incredible fashion designer, they started in Italy. And, you know, there's always a connection between uh, fashion, art, uh, food. Uh, you know, Italy is seen as the country where all these sort of like, in a way, good life things uh, come from. I have got this saying that I, I've used for years, which is, um,
0: don't dress badly just because everyone else does. And it's kind of, you know, it's it really is a mantra to live by. So, you know, I'll get dressed up sometimes to go to the pub or whatever. And my husband will be like, do you really need to wear that? You know, we're just going to the pub. Yes, I do need to wear that because I'm expressing myself and I'm not going to be dressing down. Yes. Just because everybody else is dressing down.
1: Uh, yeah, um, I think many of my friends, if you listen to this, they will agree that sometimes, oh, here's Annie, super dressed and everything, but hey, this is me. You know, take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think most of the
0: time people will look and say, oh, you know, maybe I wish I'd made more of an effort.
1: Yes. Sadly, it comes back to an inspiration for them. And in fact, you know, the more they spend time with you, the more they are inclined to have their wardrobe you know and, and their style and that's about if that's been influenced by
0: like you say environments you're influenced with your style coming from italy and you're influenced by people who are around you you know but again don't be influenced in a negative sense and sort of bring you know hide your hide your light you know you should shine
1: absolutely light. absolutely we should all sh- you know the more you shine the more you allowed other you allow other people to do the same and excellent tips
0: there as well on confidence in the corporate world. So thank you so much, Annelise, for joining
1: me today. Thank you, Lisa. It was such a pleasure. And um, yeah, I was delighted to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much
0: to Annelise for joining me today on the podcast for that discussion. It was great to talk to a woman who's successful, absolutely loves her fashion as well. If you love your fashion and there's anything in particular you'd like me to cover on the podcast, please drop me an email, lisa at lisagilbystyle.com. I'm always looking for ideas for content on here. As I mentioned, I'm a personal stylist here in the UK, so if you are a professional, a leader or a business owner and you would love some help and some fresh perspective on your wardrobe this year, then get in touch. We can have a chat about how it all works. I'd love to help. I do wardrobe edits and I shop with people in central London to get your wardrobe refreshed, full of outfits, less clothes, but more outfits that really work for you. So if you'd love that, drop me an email lisa at lisagilbystyle.com and finally thank you so much for listening if you're enjoying the podcast please hit the follow button and leave me a review it would mean the world to me thanks and i'll see you next time